Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 61 Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you are my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me abide in your tent forever, find refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May she be enthroned forever before God. Appoint a steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So I will always sing praises to your name as I pray, pay my vows day after day. 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 19 through 27. He said to him, Go in peace. But when Naaman had gone from him a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, thought, My master has let that Aramean Naaman off too lightly by not accepting him from what accepting from him what he offered. As the Lord lives, I'll run after him and get something out of him. So Gehazi went after Naaman. When Naaman saw someone running after him, he jumped down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is everything all right? He replied, Yes, but my master sent me to say, Two members of a company of prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. Naaman said, Please accept two talents. He urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothing and gave them to two of his servants, who carried them in front of Gehazi. When he came to the citadel, he took the bags with them, took the bags from them, and stored them inside. He dismissed the men, and they left. He went in and stood before his master, and Elisha said to him, Where have you been, Gehazi? He answered, Your servant has, gone, has not gone anywhere at all. But he said to him, Did I not go with you in spirit when someone left his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to accept money and accept clothing, olive orchards and vineyards, sheep and oxen and male and female slaves? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. So he left his presence leprous, as white as snow. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. 
Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. Good morning, and welcome to the 19th Tuesday after Pentecost. Um, you'll notice, oh, I did, that I've, I've misnumbered uh, two or three um, of the episodes between 20 and 19 and 18. Um, I went through and corrected those, but we are, in fact, on the 19th week after Pentecost. And the um, readings this morning uh, from Psalm 61 again, and the Second Kings reading is kind of picking up where that orphan verse left off yesterday that I talked about. And then finally we have Ephesians 6, which is um, very relevant to... Um, soldiers and veterans and the church because it's when it's where Paul writing to, to the church in Ephesus um, uses the metaphor or uses military attire metaphorically um, he uh, he mentions the uh, belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness uh, he mentions shoes but he's like yeah whatever works whatever helps you proclaim the gospel of peace. And then finally, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Um, and the armor of God is this, it, it, it's very popular in Christian military circles. Um, and it's typically kind of kitschy, you know, this kind of sepia tone photograph of like these Roman military accoutrements. Um, and it's important to remember that um, when the just before he mentions these things, uh, Paul reminds us that a struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers and authorities, the cosmic powers of this present darkness, and the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So our battle is a spiritual battle. It's about the things that are going on behind the scenes in this world behind the curtain um, it isn't uh, against our, our physical enemies we're, who we're called to love it is against the things that, t- that um, the impulses and the desires that take place within us that uh, influence us to do things that are contrary to the will of God and, and the word of God and most of the, the elements that Paul mentions are defensive belt of truth just holds everything up, the breastplate of righteousness, the shields of faith and the helmet of salvation, these are all to defend yourself against the flaming arrows of the enemy, which again are spiritual um, attacks and spiritual um, 
ballistics, I suppose, rather than physical ones. The only offensive weapon or the offensive item is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which um, John of Patmos, when he's exiled, he takes that same image up and the sword is a, a sword of fire, not unlike the sword of fire that um, Michael, the angel Michael is uh, depicted with. It doesn't cut flesh and bone, it, its heat purifies the, the things that it touches. And this is precisely what uh, scripture does, the word of God, is it purifies and, and wastes away all the infirmities and all the impurities. Um, and it's, it's the, the sword of truth that comes from the mouth of Jesus in the final battle in Revelation. Um, it's not that Jesus you know, swings the sword, he just speaks and um, evil is conquered. Um, and even though that's exciting to, to see the appearance of our, you know, military imagery in scripture, it's also important to not lose sight of the nonviolent and um, uh, anti-hatred uh, and anti-anger and anti, well, maybe not anti-anger, anger is fine, hatred not so much, um, but um, anti-evil, um, uh, crusade, cruciform battle that we're on, that we are called to engage in, and that is all of us. The early church um, referred to themselves, among other things, as the army of the Lord, soldiers of Christ. Um, you didn't have to be a soldier to, to be in the Lord's army. I think that's what the Salvation Army now calls itself. Um, which is funny because it was deeply Christian like the YMCA and now it's much more pragmatic. Um, the, um, so it's, it's not that the military in and of itself or on its own merits is good. It's only good as far as it fulfills its function. It's God-given function of order and protection. Um, the, and that's why the only aggressive or offensive element that Paul mentions is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And he's, he reminds his readers, whoever they may be, that this isn't like a physical weapon. The, the purpose of the armor of God is far more defensive. It's to persevere in the face of um, oppression and persecution. It's not nearly so much to attack Satan, but to defend yourself and others against the attacks of uh, of those who are evil um, and uh, I think that's an important element to remember in our day and age when we think that the best defense is a good offense just a reminder that doesn't appear in the Bible uh, that came some time a long time ago the fact is the good, a good defense is a good defense um, and the Lord calls us to defend ourselves and to defend one another not against you know, punches and 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 gunshots necessarily, um, but against those things that um, influence people to do evil like that, um, to be on guard not against necessarily, you know, the act of shooter, 
but to be on guard against the social forces that compel that person to do evil things, to remember that we're all human and we all need to uh, be find uh, safety from the arrows of the enemy um, before those spiritual forces manifest in our own day-to-day reality. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care in keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.